Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Saifa, we're about to start one app, but you say you have to plug something first. Yes. Give me a second fucking asshole i gotta find it really this is how you prepare for a plug i'm go. vermont comedy club march 18th and 19th burlington vermont this is a club i've been trying to get into for years they're having me do the whole weekend i'm super excited i need anybody in the vermont area anyone in the burlington area to come through louis guzman you live in vermont come through hold on i gotta see something real quick what I know this is crazy. Yeah. I'm in Vermont that weekend. Why? A friend's bachelor party. Ah, but it's far away. Damn. It's far away. We're going to we're going to be in like the ski area. It looks like it's like 90 minutes away. That's nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. 18th and 19th, Friday and Saturday <laughs> over at the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. One up fans, I need you for this. Come one. on out. Bring your friends. It's not a one-up event, so they don't have to be one-up fans. Just bring your coworkers, bring friends, bring people. I one-up is life. Okay, life. okay, let's start. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, then I suppose. And, and good night. Good night would be the final installment of the good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night. Oh, good wait, wait, wait. And also, since we're at it, where are we at? Since we're at it, I said, where are we at? BT Awards? No, here, here's what I... Since, say, let's try it again. Good morning. Good afternoon. Well, good evening then. And good night. And how about... All right, you guys, podcast time. We got the equipment and the perfect business plan. Give our show away for free and tell no one how to find it. Ready? Cypher Sounds. Was it years ago? Years ago. It was years ago, I'm feeling. Years ago. Peter Rosenberg. It's worse now because I'm divorced. Was it years ago? Years ago. It was years ago, I'm feeling. Years ago. I like turtles. Shut the fuck up, Billy June. One app is live.
Why? Why does everyone? Did we ask for the theme song to be put? Uh, all clips of us just thrown in there. I suggested. No, I made a suggestion. I was like maybe okay. throwing some samples and years ago, right. and I, I think it should have. I like. I like that. You know, as opposed to just a naked I, beat. Yeah, I guess. I hear what I you're saying too. That. that was from uh, Leisure Suit Gary. Leisure Suit Gary is a fire name, and that was pretty dope, man. I, I'm not mad at that one. He you know, you know welcome what? Welcome back, Cotter. Beat. You know what? Yeah, he used the welcome back, Cotter, and you know what? Natalie pointed out that I thought was interesting. That the way it goes, I like turtles. Shut the fuck up, Billy June. It almost made Billy June the I like turtles kid. It's like he is the I like and turtles. We're not. We're not hundred percent sure that it wasn't Billy June. Exactly. Right. Yo, right. Play I mean, what I just sent you. I tried something interesting. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, we were in the middle of. Don't worry about it. About no, no, don't worry, Billy June. Just whatever you feel like, whatever whim you feel like. <laughs> it's related. Yes, 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 That's just a drop you made. No, but do it again. Okay, do it again. Here you go. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Okay. Why? Why did you have me make a beat? I was trying to make a beat. But you didn't. You just did. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Do you understand, Billy June? You didn't. You didn't think when you said this that this was going to be the classic kind of thing that we were going to tell you to shut the fuck up for. I can't believe. What do you mean you try to make a beat? It's just one. One. I was going to loop it. But and you I'm didn't. Put like drums behind it. Then why didn't. didn't you? But you Send didn't it to us when you did that. All right, Saif. Anyways, here's another intro. <laughs> Here we go. This this goes on for another three three minutes. I like that one. You do? I like the beat. That uh, is I like, the, I like the reverb of the the family guy intro, but you probably needed a couple more different sounds in there, not just years ago. <laughs> and also, like, nobody's putting Juan Epp in their intros. Yeah, yeah. We, we, this yeah. is years ago. I like Turtles. Shut the fuck up, Billy June. Like, we need our names in this. Yeah. I, that, well, that's why I like the one from last week. I like that, that it. I thought that was done well. I like that beat, though. Oh, that and he. And, like an old play out one more time. That sounds like an old school beat, like a. He called it Jagged Edge. It's called Jagged Edge UAD. Play one more time. But I thought it wasn't Jagged Edge. I thought it reminded me of like a next record or something. But. Oh, it reminds me of I Need a Girl. Yeah, it has the I Need a Girl vibe. Here you go. Hello? Go to the very end. See if there's just a beat. What is that? Go to the very end. See if I, I there's don't... just a beat. I just skipped two minutes. It's still years ago. I like that. So yeah, let's 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 try that again. He's getting somewhere. Send send, send yeah, send, and also just send me the instrumental. Uh, who, who was the guy that did that? That was Cuffy Holmes. 
Of course, of course, Cuffy Holmes. Thank you, Cuffy Holmes. Now, DJ Raw Shark did, I believe, a uh, a remix. Here's he did this one last week. Years ago, years ago, years ago. Good morning. Do you know I used to DJ for a little kid? Good afternoon. Do you know that I was uh, I once divorced? This is years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. This one up fuckery. This is years ago, bro. <laughs> It's a big day, ladies and gentlemen. One up is what? Listen, watch. Don't listen. Don't watch. I don't give a fuck. Rosenberg, yo, we're doing it for this thing we call hip hop. And good night. And good night. Now, I think he flipped it. Good morning. You know I used to DJ for a little kid. Good afternoon. You know that I was uh, I'm once divorced? This is years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. This one at fuckery. This is years ago, bro. <laughs> It's a big day, ladies and gentlemen. One of what? Listen, watch. Don't listen. Don't watch. I don't give a fuck. Rosenberg. Yo, we're doing it for this thing we call hip hop. And good night. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. That feels sort of... I- I like so that's the, the same guy. Same guy. He just did two so different. He just took took the beat, made a different beat, but put the same samples on top. Yeah, DJ Raw Shark. I like that beat though, man. DJ Raw Shark. These are good, man. We're getting some comp here. Yeah, yeah, she. Yeah, she. A lot of people trying to work on their own intro. Keep them coming. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking shit. Uh, so, anyways, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com is my uh. People have been sending them there. They sent them to Billy June, I think, too. With the what is that? One up is life at gmail.com. You could do that too. Um, so Saif, you you appeared to have a very eventful weekend. Oh, oh did I? You were stunting stunting on the gram. Yo, I'm in LA. We, you know, before LA, before LA. Let's not forget the random Dave Chappelle pop up. Oh, yeah. What was that? I don't even really Dave know Chappelle, about it. Dave Chappelle just popped up again. He did um he did a show with us at the Comedy Cellar, and then he did his normal stand. Who's us? Me and uh, Will Sylvan. He popped out on your show there. We he okay. Will Sylvan does a show on Monday nights called New Jokes. Okay, where all comedians come up and basically get like five to seven minutes and to do try new jokes, new material, and the crowd knows you're hearing new material. It's going to be not, new jokes. It's not polished. It's not finished. Sometimes people weave in older jokes so they get the. You know, they're trying to add on to a joke, blah, blah, blah. So Dave wanted to do that show, but came into town on uh, on Tuesday. So he popped by the cellar. I wasn't there. He popped by the cellar on Tuesday. I saw the pictures. He was suited up. So I asked him when I saw why, why was he suited up. He said it was, a, I think, Harry Belafonte birthday. Yes, I, I heard about that. Okay, sure, 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 okay, sure. So he was in town for that. And then. Um, this is This is years ago. It's a week ago. Oh, oh, it's not years ago. Okay, I'm sorry. I get confused sometimes. Sometimes I think these days everything is years ago. No, it's a week ago. A week ago. And then, uh, so anyway, so he goes, I want to do that new joke show. So Will basically put together a special edition of new jokes on Wednesday. So me and Will hosted that. Chappelle came out, did like two hours maybe. Wow. And then... um hour and a half maybe and then um i saw um uh uh what's the guy from la the rapper uh the game no the with the v uh, easy e with a v v vince, vince vaughn vince staples vince, vince staples okay vince i saw vince vaughn the rapper yeah vince staples was there okay uh and then we had a show a pop-up show at the stand this is this all did four nights at the stand 
Who who's the we? Chappelle. And then me and Will hosted. You still I still don't remember a time when you told me to come by. I still haven't heard. Uh, that's that's fair. And and then you and then you say to me his response is always you don't go outside. But I have no. been outside. Who's and you response? don't tell me. You Who's- Well yeah, I don't tell you because you don't be outside. I've been outside. I'm not saying that in a dick way. It's just you're not on my go to list. Uh, I should I should be on all your go to lists. That's that's wrong. You're right. You're, I mean, listen, you were mad at me when I didn't invite you to my uh, release party. You're one hundred percent right. There's nothing wrong with what you're saying. Well, yeah, and I would like to maybe pop up at one of those. That you're cool. you're absolutely saying one hundred percent correctness. Thank you. That's my bad. Thank you. Um so yes, I gotta keep you in mind for those. I, but, I would appreciate um, it. Sounds pretty cool. So we go over there, uh Chappelle, Chris Rock. This is Dave Chappelle the comedian. That's right. Got it. Not David uh, LaChapelle. No, not LaChapelle. Okay. Uh Quest Love was there. He's uh in the roots. He's Quest the guy the he's the guy who doesn't think our podcast exists anymore. That's right. Did you see yo, you ran up on him? I didn't because actually the funny thing is he was in the crowd. Like he came he was online and came down the steps with the the regular folks, the the, the civilians. Wow. And I'm coming down the steps running because we just came from the doing another show at the cellar. So I come running over. So I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. You know, move to your right, move to your right. I gotta get downstairs. And I pass Quest Love. And I go, What are you doing? And he goes, ah, I like it like this. Like, I just want to beat Yemi. He just wants to just go to a show. You know what you should have said to him, though? First of all, let's talk about these ill capers and fly ass is that now caught vapors. Niggas run up on you with guns. You should have run up on him with guns and been like, yo, what's what the fuck, fam? Um, well, we had a great time with Quest. And then, uh, Buster Rhymes showed up. I've heard of him. He does the rap. Somebody else. Somebody else was there. One more pers- key key person. Jay Period was there, which he's always around Dave nowadays. Really? Yeah. He's he's been welcomed into the circle. You're saying he's in the circle so much that you're sort of I'm annoyed. Want to sh- you sort of want to punch his face? No, no. I like him. I like him a bunch. He's a great guy, but he's so much in the circle that. When if something ever happens to trauma, like if he was to die, oh Jesus I, Christ! This is like succession. Here's what's going on with the Dave DJ scenario. There's DJ Trauma, who is the guy. He's Dave's guy. Always has been. And then I'm always the replacement when he's not around. But a couple of times I couldn't replace him. I was doing something. So then there's been other people kind of poking in and out. Hey, hey, who's that guy? Hey, you get out of here, sir. Beat it. Then I got to go start spreading rumors. You know that guy's on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy, you know that guy's, uh, he's a dope fiend. And then, uh, and then, um, then uh, Jay Period's been around a lot, and I couldn't do a show one day, and then they were like, oh, I asked Jay Period to do it. And I was like, oh, he's the new replacement. Here we go. So you're saying... You feel like he's... I'm Kendall. I'm Kendall. And he's Cousin Greg. Here comes Cousin Greg. Jay Period's Cousin Greg. Is he Cousin Greg? I mean, he showed up. 
He's he's he might no. He's the brother. He's the other guy, Roman. He's Ro- He's Roman. He's Roman because it looked like Kendall was going to be the guy, and then Roman seems to be the guy now. Yeah, but but don't worry. If Jay Period accidentally sends a dick pic to Dave Chappelle, then you're back in business. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. But by the uh, way, I don't know. It feels like with you and the DJing part of it, like with all due respect, feels like you kind of got to make your mind up because it feels like you'd rather be the comedian. I mean, I'm always a comedian when I DJ for Dave. You mean you mean you DJ and comedian? But yeah, I mean, there's no way. You know what I'm saying, though. I wonder if I wonder if it it's 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 at all like a. I mean, listen, we're having a real talk, which what Wanep is. Sure, yes, we are. I've, I've. It's so weird, but in the last two years, in the pandemic, I've outgrown the just being the opening DJ guy. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because it's all I wanted. I've been waiting for trauma to fucking drop dead, and he won't do it. This mm-hmm. guy's fucking made a steal. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's 80 or 90 years old. That's the he's, DJ Trauma is 86 years old. Trauma knows I'm fucking around. But um, but yeah, I I don't know. Like if if something, let's say I don't know. Whatever. Let's say something happened and they did ask me to do it. I would honestly, right now, I would have to think about it. Because you're doing other things, which gets us to the rest of your weekend. You you live a a real a whole life, none of which Wanep is a part of. I mean, we don't even sniff. Wanep, Wanep. Let me tell you right now. But that trip to LA, yeah, was like it's a one up covert mission. Don't get it twisted. Is it? Yes. It felt it's so covert that I didn't even know about it. It's so well, covert. I'm, you're not gonna. You don't need to know yet. <laughs> I'm on a need to know basis, and I currently don't need yet. to know. You don't need to know yet. No. So oh, I just consequence. Look- consequence was at the Dave Chappelle show the other night. Oh, thank you. So wait, you, wait, you were trying to think of someone else. Consequence, his son is now a rapper, and he's helping his son work on a project. And I was like, the same kid that was on One Up that wouldn't shut the fuck up with his toys. Did you say that? He's like, yeah, yeah. That guy's a rapper now. But he, by um, the way, man, I promise. Consequence has been having that kid rap since he was like two years old. Oh, perfect. And you can get all the all the tales that you want. This is my favorite song on Consequence. When you make that money, boy, they say don't you forget them. When you make that money, boy, they say don't you forget them. When you make that money, boy, they I like this one, too. Yeah. Oh, this one's good. These are both on the Consequence album, Don't Quit Your Day Job. Carry on at the item. If you got more baggage than a carry on item, and all you do is carry on and try to ignite him, which leads me to think that you really don't like him. But let me find out the scene into the kid. Man, I'm crazy. His his appearance, it was interesting. He was he had one of the interesting things in the Kanye thing. Like you'd see him there, but they never really focused on him, and he was around so much that. Like him and 88 yeah. Keys kind of had similar roles in it. Yeah. Anyways. So take us now to L.A. on this covert mission, so covert that you didn't tell anyone about it. Wait, tell who? Me who or Billy June. I, I, me or Billy June. I had to tell you and Billy June my travel plan? Yeah, I mean, hey, how about this? How about this? Yo, guys, I'm out here in L.A. right now. I'm having a lot of conversations. Yo, bruh. Yo, I got some shit to tell y'all. How about that? How about that? What about, well, I got some shit to tell y'all on the podcast? No, no, in real life, maybe. I tagged you in a picture. Yeah, you hung out with Amber Rose 
And yeah. so you felt obligated to, to at least give me a shot. You felt obligated to be like, well, I'm with Rosenberg's friend. I should give a shout out. I appreciated it. It, it worked. That? You're saying it in a bad no, way. No, no, I appreciate like, it. I mean, I was like, that's nice. It's like, that's, I know her through him. Right. So it, 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 it was I nice. I'm with Rosenberg's friend, Amber. That was nice. No, because honestly, I, I really do appreciate it. Because it's one of those things that wouldn't make any sense for me to feel a way about. But if you just posted a picture with her and didn't act like I existed, it, it would be, yeah. I'd be like, the fuck's wrong with this guy? That's my friend. But that's, but like, now so you did exactly game, the right thing. In the game of amnesia, yeah. which I, you know I hate. Yeah. You know I hate amnesia. Yeah. I would not ever have met Amber Rose or been any even type a little bit cool with her if it wasn't for you. I brought her. I brought her to one of your. Uh, I brought her to one of your shows. Shows you brought her to to, to one app or whatever we did with her. We interviewed her for the radio or one app or something. And I know you're cool with her. Um, but you didn't just yeah, see. You didn't just see Amber Rose. You saw a wide array of people on this trip. Well, um, so I was on a trip with Nori. Me and Nori are, are what you call cooking. We're cooking up something. You and Nori are cooking. Okay. Me and Noriega, my my first rap friend ever. Yeah. He's my very first, hot right first, now. My first rapper friend. My first real rapper friend. Like an established rapper. Uh, me and Noria Cook. And let me tell you something, man. That guy is a great, great human being, man. Yeah. Non-amnesia. Non-amnesia. No, he doesn't have amnesia for sure. Non-amnesia. Um, so we, we me and him were talking about something. He's like, yo, uh, this thing we're cooking up, we got a meeting in LA. I'm like, uh, okay, and that's it. Just get to LA. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be invoicing or well, invoicing. What, yeah, like is it is he paying for this business trip? Or oh, is it right? I don't know. It, it, and the answer is no. It's not. It's, it's not being like, paid. I'm for. up, but you up too. I'm like, oh, I'm not as up as you, but all right, I can. All right, I guess I'll just pay for this. And I can get in a trip. To, can I stay at the hotel he's staying at? No, sir. Oh, no, he stayed sir. somewhere. He's paid somewhere jiggy. Yeah, I'm not. No, my my spot was nice too. Don't get it twisted, but not that. Yeah, but no, but his. Hold and on. then I grabbed. I I had to while I got the call to go to L.A. I put in the word that I was going to be in town to try to get some stand up spots, and I got some. But the, you know how L.A. is so spread out; they're all over town. So his, I had to get a rental. Nori's hotel was like this. Uh-huh. Sipes right. Hotel. Hold on. Was this? What was my hotel? What was mine? This is Nori's hotel. <laughs> this was Sife's hotel, though. That was Nori's hotel. <laughs> but this is nice, though. No, it's nice. I ain't about to sit back and talk about gaps and glocks and busting caps on block cracking no practice cops. It's just like it's a little grimer. It's like dirty fingernails, though. Blood smoking. You know, it's different. It's just different. <laughs> Okay, so so I had to get a rental because you know what, yo, bro, you jump in two, three Ubers, you're already past the might as well have, and you don't drink, so why not? Uh, so I got a beautiful what what they call it? I think it was a Ford Fusion. Ooh, oh man, it didn't even have Apple CarPlay. That shit had a (laughs) that shit had a calculator monitor. Who need a Ti eighty (laughs) two? I don't know what it was, bro. Good for you. I was embarrassed. I had to roll up to Nori's hotel. The front of Nori's hotel is a car show. Right. It's a it's a club. Rovers, Ferraris, Aston Martins, fucking even like the low end cars, like a you know just a regular Benz, just like a 
just a clean Benz, and then tons of just SUV car service type cars, you know? Yeah, I believe that. Rolling up in the Ford Fusion, like, oh, this is embarrassing. Was this downtown? Downtown or in Hollywood? This is like Beverly Hills area. Okay. So anyway, meet up with Nori. I meet Capone was there for one day. I saw Capone. Shout to Capone. He loves us. Uh, Me too. I, I was included. Yeah, you were. You're always included. How's Rosenberg? I get. Were I still do. I still get How's Rosenberg's. Yeah. I want to hear if there are any more How's Rosenberg's. I want some. Uh, you know, no, I need those things. One. That was the only one. Not even Amber Rose asked me. No, wow. I don't even think if Amber knew who I was in relation to you. I think she just remembered me. And didn't know how she remembered you. You didn't say. Look like it. Never. You never came up. Wait, you never you never said to her, hey, you know, Rosenberg and I still do the podcast, blah, blah, blah. You just left it. I didn't think I needed to. Right. Because, that makes sense. But like throughout the conversation, then I was like, oh, I don't think she realizes she knows who I am. I don't think she realizes our connection. That, OK, that, that by the way, I would believe that she would remember. That's possible. Okay, probably. Well, she was super cool. So I mean, whatever. I'm, Keep going. I'm going so. So then, you know, Gumbo, Luca Brazi. No. You ever hear Dipset Records and Jim Jones are like Luca Brazi? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That guy. Okay. That guy owns Gumbo. Okay. Which apparently is the hottest weed strain, weed company in the game. Okay. All right. I posted a picture of some Gumbo. And my comments went crazy. Okay. How do I get that gumbo? Can you bring it back with you? I was like, first of all, I don't smoke weed. I'm I'm joking, fellas. Hey, fellas, look at everything else on my Instagram page. You see comedy? This is comedy what I'm doing with this big bag of weed. Right. I don't really do the weed. But this gumbo guy is a thing, man. Really? My, my uh, comments were going nuts. Okay. And then we go hook up with Amber Rose. She's upstairs at the, whatever, some rooftop thingy. Uh, the Warriors were at our hotel. Not, when I say our hotel, because I spend more time in Nori's hotel than my hotel, so I'm just going to refer to it our but hotel. I, but, let's, but to be clear, you would get back, you'd hang out with Nori, and then you would get back in, in this hotel. I play the DL and watch the outskirts. I write an ill verse and never shout words that makes my mouth hurt. I go... Okay. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, I met um basketball player Clayton somebody. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, yeah. Wow. Uh met him and then uh so we go hang out with Amber Rose. Yo, when I tell you that Nori drink champ is real. What do you mean? Like oh how much they, he can drink? They drink. Was EFN there too? EFN was not there. Okay. He's he's Bro, he, he's throwing from- EF, is he throwing EFN in the garbage? No, not at all. He, he bigs up EFN all the time. So he's he's bringing him with him. He just didn't didn't bring him with him. Yes. EFN was EFN was the Peter Rosenberg to his cipher sounds. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. Got it. Okay. Um. So uh, I get there. Nori's ha- they're at, they just finishing up breakfast. So mimosas on deck. Got it. Then we go upstairs to the, they go smoke marijuana. Go up to the roof. All right. I'm gonna say we got to the roof. I'm gonna say one o'clock to be safe. One p.m. Okay. Oh wait, cipher. Phone ringing? 
Is everything okay? It's the kid Capri. What? I was knocked out, man. I just woke up, man. Hey, Saif, look, it's Kid Capri on the phone. <laughs> Kid Capri. What's going on, man? Kid Capri, how, how, the doing, how the hell are you, bro? I'm great, man. I am great. Everything is going good, working hard, doing what I do. I, I, I'm home now because I've been um, taking off the road and all that, but, you know, I put my album out, so I just want to get that out, you know, get all these projects going and then go back on the road. So I'm back now, but. I'm home to so But, but according uh, in 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 connection to your album Kid Capri, what part of New York City would you say you most represent at this particular time? What part of New York City that I represent in at connection, this particular time? In to your album. Uh well I guess the Bronx. I guess the no, Bronx and, no, uh, that's and Harlem. Well, really, Harlem, Harlem is what I connect with because that's where I got off. But that's why I put that. What is the slang? What is the slang term for Harlem people use? What's the slang term for Harlem? That's right. Uptown. That's right, baby. New single <laughs> out right, right now. <laughs> <Woo>! Uptown. <laughs> Kid Capri. The, the, the kid. Yes, there you go. And by the way, Kid Capri has a whole album that he produced and rapped called The Love, and it's out right now, streaming everywhere. Saif, that was a beautiful setup. I didn't know where you were going. You did, though. It was a horrible setup. It didn't work at all. No, it failed, but I liked it. I liked what you did. <laughs> so, hold on. We got we have a few things we want to ask you about generally, but real quick, just let the people know, listening to Juan Epp right now, what this album is about, why you decided to do an album with you rapping the whole way through and producing. Just tell the people. I just felt like I needed to do something a little different, man. I seen how the pandemic was going, and pandemic was the first time I had a chance to sit down and relax since 88 to the pandemic. I've been on the road constantly, you know, and um, so in the pandemic, I sat down and wrote, did four albums. I did two cartoons. We did the real estate. We did the clothing line. There's a lot of things I did sitting down. So, um, and then, you know, I, I, when the quarantine hit, I seen things that was going on in the, in, in the quarantine on the net with the certain DJs asking for cash apps, begging for cash apps. And oh, yeah, I forgot. I, saw, I forgot crazy. you didn't like that. I forgot that. You I didn't, didn't like, like that. that at all, man. Wait, I didn't happened? like that at all. Not, not that people got paid. It was the way they was doing it. It just made it look like we were thirsty, like DJs were thirsty or something. So oh, I seen that. Yeah, just to reset, just to reset for the people. Yeah, when DJs were, like, asking to kind of get tipped online, yeah, Kid Capri jumped out there and was kind of like, "Y'all seem thirsty out here." Man, yeah, it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't bad that people were paying them. You know, if you DJing up there, you know, people you burn electricity, people should pay you. Throw your pen up there, people should pay you. But when you turn around and every five seconds send fifty dollars in my cash app, yo, send twenty dollars in my cash app, it just made it look trash. And it was in the middle of people's misery. And it was five days after the quarantine hit, so nobody was broke yet. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, you know, I just, no, yeah, you, you know, know what it is? is. You know what it is, kid. Um, and this, this, this took a lot for me to understand. Also, a lot of people weren't that hurt in the pandemic as much as us entertainers were. A lot of people were still working from home, so mm-hmm. they weren't affected like we were. So, it wasn't like everybody was out of work and broke. So, I could understand that aspect of it. But I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot sit there and beg for money. I just can't do it, man. Nah, it just didn't look right. And my thing was, you know, things are classy. My thing is like, you know, if you see me here DJing on your joint, 
You know, come watch me tomorrow. If you like me, when this thing opens up, come have me do your wedding. Come have me do your thing. You see what I do? It's just a classy way of doing things. Sometimes people take advantage of people's misery or they, or, or, or what will happen is when they see an opening for something to do, it gets out of hand. It's so much accessibility. So things don't become special no more because anybody could do it now. And it was the same thing with that. It was like anybody was just asking for money, begging for money. It didn't look right to me. It looked crazy. And I stood on what I said. I meant what I said. I wasn't changing what I said, regardless who felt any way about it. And then after they see me on the live, they understood where I was coming from. And I was also the one that said, listen, you know, IG Live is letting us rock playing music on there, but we're not supposed to be doing that. Y'all begging for money. They're going to cut the music off. They're going to cut everybody. And that's exactly what happened. You know yep, what I'm saying? Because true. I was on there from 2015 to 2018 doing Black Party Live, Big Tape, No Panties Sunday, sitting in my basement, playing music for people. And I did that because I felt like all these years that people have been coming to my shows and promoters had me come and do shows all over the country and all over the world. This is my way of giving back without having to, you know, they have to pay for nothing. So I would do two shows a week and I did it for three years until I started Sirius XM Fly. So I stopped it to bring everybody over to Sirius XM Fly. When the pandemic happened again, when the pandemic happened, I came back for a little while, but then I just started seeing people going crazy with it. I said, let me pull back. And, and, you know, so when I, when I would DJ on there, what I would do is raise money. I raised uh, 120000 for the frontline workers. Wow. I raised, uh, I raised uh, 140 something thousand for um, the girl that, that needed the four brain tumors. She had four brain uh, operations. Wow. We raised up 140 something thousand for that. And we raised up 100 and something, I think 117000 for the DJs that wasn't doing good. That was the way it was supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once we did that, I did the New Year's Eve party. That was the last time I DJed on the net. Anytime I started being on there, I just, you know, hang out with people or make beats or promote the album or stuff like that. You know, I just felt like it was time for me to pull back. But it's a beautiful thing that we had it in the pandemic because we didn't have it. People were going crazy. And so, and so that led you to thinking you wanted to have a different kind of outlet. So you started make, getting back in the lab and making music again. Yeah, I just felt like I wanted to do it. I did everything I could do with the DJ business. I'm still with it. Still, you know, I opened the doors. I brought the money to the DJ business. I brought the style Thank of you. how DJ supposed to look uh, into the DJ business. You know what I'm saying? How, how DJ supposed to sound and how he's supposed to do business and not get treated like somebody just playing music and you put him in a corner. I, I brought that energy to the business of the DJ thing. So uh, I did everything there was to do. So when I seen all this going on and I had a chance to sit down and focus on this. And keep in mind, I've been on the road from 88 until the pandemic. If I took two months off within those years altogether, that's a long time. So I never had a chance to sit down and focus. I even lost 40 pounds, you know what I'm saying, being able to focus and sit down and relax and just get my head on everything else. So I said, let me just do this album. And I wrote Slap Key. Slap Key was the first song that I wrote. And it was like God said, yo, keep going, kid. Put a glove on my shoulder. Say, keep going. And I kept going and just kept writing and kept, you know, did the beats and just kept going. And I put Slap Key out first. And the reason why I didn't put a party record out, the Uptown record out first, because I wanted people to take me rhyming serious. I wanted them to see it was nobody in the video, no distractions, nothing like that. And I just wanted them to hear what I was saying and how I was saying it. And once I knew that Slap Key worked and everybody accepted it, then I said, you know where I can go with the rest. Because if Slap Key never worked, if, if people didn't like Slap Key, the whole project would have never came out. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So it all depended on what was going to go on with Slap Key. So then after Slap Key, after, after I seen everybody like that, I said, you know what? Then I can throw the, the, the party joint 
the Uptown joint, and then once they hear the album, they'll see that it's really serious. It's not no just me, just when I'm just because. I really put work into this album. I didn't want to ask nobody to get on it except for my daughter, R&B artist, and Mr. Lex the Reggae artist. I didn't ask no mainstream artist to get on it. I could have played half that album for anybody and they would have heard it and said, yeah, 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 I'll be a part of that. But I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to do all the beats. I wanted to rhyme everything, write everything, and do all the hooks and everything I could do on it. And show the people that it's not just a DJ thing. I've been a triple threat for years. It's just that I got big as Kick the Free to DJ. I mean... Also, when you did your the soundtrack soundtrack to the Streets album um, mm-hmm. back in '98, you did almost every joint on that too, all but one, right? I did, all, yeah, I did all the beats except for the remix of Unify and the and the, the record with Foxy Brown and the Locks. Everything else I did, even the first album, Kick It Free to Tape, I did that whole album with Cool Reed. It wasn't Biz that that got that. Who was the um? Who was the joke on back then on that first album? There was a somebody. There was a joke on somebody. It was Jack. A joke. Oh, Jack? Jack. The joke's on you, Jack. <laughs> joke's on you, Jack. I fucking love, love that song, bro. I love the yeah, joke's man. on you, Jack. And when that I did that so album, fire. when I did that album, I didn't even want an album deal. Biz, Biz, seeing how hot I got with the mixtapes in the street, and he's like, and one day you see, like I did uh, Studio Fifty Four, and I had, I had a. The crates on the corner. I was waiting for a car to come get me, and Biz pulled up in the MPB. Kid, I'm gonna get you an album deal. I said, "Shut up, Biz. I ain't want no damn album deal." Next thing you know, I was at Bird Bedell's office. The accountant with a big amount of money signed the coach on Coach on the Warner Brothers, and uh, I had my first album. I was wow! Like, so you're five. so you're another person who had a huge opportunity just straight up because Biz took an interest and said he wanted to do it, huh? Absolutely, and at the time. There was people that were real rappers. There was people that was that were really, you know what I'm saying? He could have gave that deal to anybody. He could have gave that deal to any one of them. But he seen something in me the same way Russell Simmons seen something in me for Death Comedy Jam. He, he knew what I was doing. I was bringing something new to the business. I was bringing something exciting. And I was good at I'm good at what I do. I really I really care about what I do. I never did it. I never did none of this to be cute or to be like the next man. I did this because I really love what I do. And it shows when I'm on stage. It shows every time I do what I do. So Biz do that. And 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 um, he's seen how I wasn't asking nobody for nothing. I, ain't, I wasn't scared to work. I would go out in the middle of the street to sell 100 tapes in front of drug dealers and people getting, you know, shot at and all that. I didn't know if I was going to get robbed. And I would, with, with, uh, girls would drive by in, in the car and laugh at me because I was selling uh, street tapes or uh, mixtapes in the street. I would have to put 14 gold chains on my neck just to look like I was doing good. And <laughs> it was frustrating, but I didn't care. My, my, I didn't have no pride in it. I said, I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to do my thing. Radio don't want to give me a job. I got to get hurt some kind of way. And I sat my ass on that street corner and I sold them tapes until it made me somebody. And, you know, and, and the rest was history. How, even though you were already the man, and everyone knew your name and you rang bells. Did you, were you still affected and appreciative of Peace to Red Alert and Kid Capri? Because that one, that one's a big one. Always going to be, that's always going to be a part. That and Peace to Ron G, Boosie P, Kid Kid Capri. Capri. Jesus Christ, you're on Juicy too. God damn. Yeah. 
I'm on, I'm named on so many records, but those two Shit. records are the most prominent. Yeah, those are the two that actually, it's like an all the time thing. You know, it's there permanently. So, yeah, and um, and um, they they immortalized my name with that. You know what I'm saying? Shot the big. You know, um, he was a good dude, man. I mean, you that's know? I mean, I mean, Cipher. You could argue Cipher. You know, yeah. Ju- Juicy's up there. For in terms of like mainstream appeal, one of the absolute biggest rap records of all time, wouldn't you say, Zyph? Absolutely. Absolutely. Juicy's the type of record you can play anywhere. Yep. Grandmothers and kids will love it. Yep. That's right. At a you can play it at a at a white girl's wedding or in a hood club, Jamaican bashman in Brooklyn. Like Juicy works. Yep. Everywhere. So it's so. By the way, it's so hilarious too. You get Ron G, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri, Funkmaster Flex, Lovebug Starsky, five just mm-hmm. pillars, and then also in the same song you get Remember Rapping Duke, the Ha Da Ha, yeah. which is so fucking random. <laughs> so random. His name is Kid Capri. And now this album, I'm trying to get uh, this album. I want the world to hear this album because the album is dope. The whole, listen, the narrative been albums don't sell now. Albums don't do this now because you, dudes depend on one or two records to be good on their album, and they live off of that. And the rest of the attention span is shot because they don't put the work in. And at one time, you had to be signed. You had to be special to be signed. Now anybody can put a record out. Everybody got a computer, so you got 60,000 records coming out on Spotify. Everybody's attention short. Nobody's looking at it and looking at the body of the work because they're not really putting out a body of work. They trip over a hit. The hit comes out and do good. Now they rush to make a soulless album. And that soulless album may have one or two records on it, and the project is over. They download one or two records off your project, the rest of it is gone. Mm-hmm. But when your record is dope from beginning to end, that's what matters. If the chronic came out today, they're not going to buy two records off of that. They're going to buy the whole thing because they're going to feel like they're missing something. Same thing with Life After Death or Illmatic or any one of those records. You got to make your whole joint crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did with this album. From beginning there, 19 joints, 100, uh, an hour and a minute. And I'm really proud of it, you know? Uh, we're proud of you too, Kid Capri. And uh, we, you always have this platform whenever you need it in any way possible. We love you. You're the GOAT. Um, love you too, man. You you know you know that man. So we appreciate you. Thanks, Kika. Thank you, man. Thank you for supporting me all the time, man. I really appreciate it. I love you, man. Always, man. Always, my brother. Talk Yo, to you soon. Sometimes. Sometimes Kid Capri and Flex get into it. I'm like, oh, I got to be in the middle of this bullshit it's again. It's like fighting uncles. <laughs> it be Flex, man. It be Flex. I know. It be, it be flex. I know. I'm just saying like, ah, oh, Flex, will you stop it? And listen, Flex, call. flex loves it. I mean, listen, I had it with Flex. Sife, you're the only one who hasn't had a beef with Flex. I've had my mom. Oh, I had it. It wasn't on the air. I've had beef with him. <laughs> Kick me out of the pit bulls. Hey, hey, Capri. Listen, we'll t- go get that. Go, not go get it. Go stream it. Go watch it. Kid Capri, tell me one more time what the album is called. It's the Love, the Love album. Kid Capri, the Love. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my brother. Be safe. Love y'all, please. There he is. The legendary Kid Kid, Kid, Kid Capri. I did a show, a comedy show recently, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Yo, can I?" He goes, "Can I say? Can I say something to you real quick?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." He's like, "Man, you. I mean, what you did." For the culture, for the 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 game, the 
you put so much into it, man. It's amazing. And, and at that time, you know, the, the one of the most memorable moments in comedy is you and Bernie Mac on Def Comedy Jam. Wait, what? When when Bernie Mac had that that whole thing where he's like, I scared of you motherfuckers, kick it. And you would throw on the on the beat. And I was like, Oh, um, no, that wasn't that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was that was Kid Capri. Kid, Kid, Capri. Kid Capri was on the Def Comedy Jam. And he's like, Oh You were on Chappelle. Oh, I thought oh, that was I thought, you on Chappelle show. On Chappelle show. I thought that was you with the no, Bernie no, Mac. No, 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 it's Chappelle show. That wasn't you. A, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. Kick it. No. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Kick it. No, I like, like, I talk, but I don't talk the way Kick Capri talk. I mean, he, that's it different. Wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Get out of my face, fucking honky. And remember this by, at all times. <laughs> See if I can needle drop it on Spotify. You keep thinking it's coming up, but you forget he he rhymes this the entire verse. Now he gets out of it. If you if, if you're Saif, if we ever seriously sat down, and I don't know that you'd be into this, but you know I would be. Go on. If we ever sat down and do a whole series about Jay Z. <laughs> if we ever sit down yeah. and do like a podcast or a whatever about the fifty greatest rap records ever recorded why don't we do that we could but here's the question i ask you right now just to spark a little convo where is that dewick because it's i think it's in the top 50 rap records of all time and it's just overall rap records it's just these not are party rockers not no fucking. no no standard it's just you were gonna play someone you, you know what it would be safe you want to teach someone about this thing we call hip-hop, okay? And if you are going to teach someone about this thing we call hip-hop, you say, here are the songs that you need to hear. 50 of them. The playlist yeah. for you. Yeah, because, okay, yeah. So if you're going to start breaking it down, 50 greatest songs, and then you got to start breaking them down into, like, categories. In your mind, to explain it, you have to put DJ Premier in that category. Of course you do. Let me, I have to, you got to go Tribe, we got to go Biggie, we got to go Kendrick, we got to go Premiere. So in the Premiere catalog, what do you play? Because you only have 50 songs. That's a great Dwick question. Which Premiere songs make it into the top 50? Dwick, Dwick would have to be, because with Dwick, you get to explain who Nice and Smooth is. Yep, you get Guru. And you get Primo. You, and you get like um, an underground the 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 underground kind of kind of like an underground group big hit which means it had to be a hit because it was from an underground group yep which usually didn't make those quote unquote hits so dwick is the one you explain from Gangstar. like listen it's not my favorite gangstar record of all time no but it's 
First of all, it's the number one it's the number one gangstar record you would ever play out. It's the number one gangstar record that makes you I mean, it's just yo, Greg Nice's number one gangstar party record. Number one gangstar party record. Greg Nice it's 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 one of Greg Nice's best appearances on any record. And the set off is crazy. You mean, doom, doom, doom. I mean, it's the, it's the best. Even with yeah, the, the, the Greg and uh, Greg, Greg and so, uh, like, from clear, everything, like, yeah. you get you get the full premiere scratches. Yep. It's yep. <sighs> smooth beat. Smooth beat. Smooth beat. beat. Smooth beat. Smooth beat. My favorite is after the tour quits. I come, 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 come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Come back with more. Yo, man. Hey, I have to go to the bathroom real quick. Billy June, didn't you want to plug something? <laughs> wow, that's fucked up. That's really ah, fucked that up. That is very funny. Um, What's going on, Billy June? What did you have to plug for the show, for the Juan Eppers? I was actually on a podcast about a month ago, and it released today. Or Really? And I talk, it, was, it says, episode 174. Billy June of Juan Epp's life, and it was Ooh. he's a he's a big he's a comedian and he's a hip hop nerd and he's obsessed with uh, Griselda and Conway. They've been on his podcast, and he loves Juan Epp, and he wanted to know about me and about the podcast. And well, I, I talked feel about bad you guys. now because uh, now I have to sue him. He wants you to be on it, actually. No, I have to sue him because there's no way he should be allowed to say. Billy June from Juan Epp's life. We didn't approve that, nor would we ever approve that. So <laughs> well, for using my name in his uh, um, marketing of his podcast, I now have to assume because if he had me on or if he had Rosenberg on, that would be totally acceptable. But I was recommended through Rosenberg's friend. Oh, okay, and he okay. wants you guys on that, the podcast. Who is this guy? It's called, it's called The Bucked Up Podcast with Sam Buck. He's a Massachusetts comedian and hip hop uh-huh. head. And it's all, it started out about like anxiety and therapy. So I was like, oh, this is Ooh. perfect for them. Perfect for them. Perfect for you. He's just, it was the combination of two of the most awkward people. He's awkward as well. Together. Oh, I can, do you want me to pull up a clip? Absolutely. Please right, have it be I of Griselda. Of not me. He had Griselda on his podcast. He did. Wow. How did he get them? DMs and stuff. He just DMs, huh? Okay. You you don't have the clip of you ready to go? I This just happened. Okay. I thought you, well, you told us before we started recording that you would have, you wanted to It was coming something. out. It was coming oh, out. I didn't expect out. you to ask for a clip of Conway. No, no, no. I'm talking about there clip from go. you. Yeah, I don't have a clip from me yet. Is your episode out? It just came out like an hour ago. All right, we'll go to that. Go to it. And play it. What's happening? Billy June was on a podcast. Oh. Sam, uh, Sam Buck. Your friend your friend, Top Shelf Premium connected me with him and recommended me. Wow. And he wants Sam you guys Buck. to be on it. He, well, he interviews Griselda. And all these people, Rome streets. Oh, okay. I'm down. I mean, all I right, wouldn't. Let's see. I mean, it doesn't help get go. us on when you have Billy June as a guest. It doesn't. I mean, Billy June first. He never even asked us to do it. He just went straight he to Billy June. 
You gonna play it, Billy Joe? Let's see if this works. Do you know how to play podcasts? He looks so confused. Um, Does the I audio have, work? I have Imagine one good being one a rapper and you get in the car and you're the. Oh, all right. <laughs> Is that your twin? Yeah, Billy June, why'd you turn it off? I want to hear what happened. Okay. We're trying to <laughs> see what this is. Hold on. Can we make fun of this or not? I mean. Yeah, you can probably. All right. Thank you. So let's get this going. Dick, Dick, Greg, Anna, and, and, Anna. Bit, bit, Billy. Bit, bit, Billy. Jujun. All right, here we go. Especially when you're not a confident driver. And like I. I'm a confident driver. I'm not. And I've gotten into accidents. I've driven. I drove for love and hip hop, and you drove for love and. I would love imagine. I, got, I have imagine one good one being for you. a rapper, Ugh. and you get in the car and you're the. Oh, all right. <laughs> I have one. I have one good one. All right. Um, I was working the love and hip hop Atlanta reunion, but they shoot it in. They shot it in New York. And, Can I turn this off? This is uncomfortable. For um, me. No, no. I did like three or four trips the whole day. And I was super nervous. And like, what is that background, Billy June? Back and forth from the airport. It's to the this hotel, kid's studio. Da, da, da. And I didn't live in. Oh, you studio. went to his studio? And yeah, his friend's. Um, where studio. was it? Yeah, uh, in the East Village. The last people that got in my car, it was um, her name Mama D. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget, she's um, little Scrappy's mom. Okay. It was Mama D this woman who's like the fiance of Benzino? And then Benzino. And like, I was, it was super tired. It was like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I was on like hour 14 of working. It was like my third or fourth day working. Saif, I wonder where this goes. On this, for this You've heard this story general. before. I did on Saif's like show. Apologizing to me and da da da. And then like started like raining and thundering and like my GPS stopped working. And I said, like, do you guys mind if I put on music? I was like so nervous. Like, do you guys mind if I put on music to like, zone in and he was like yeah i want to see what a white boy like you listens to but like i had a good pot i had a very good hip-hop playlist so he was pretty shocked but then my gps shit the bed so he was like trying to help me but like coyla ray's dad i did not know that and so you just said that oh that's really um, yeah, that's coyla ray's dad um and then um <laughs> fucking uh You know, like when you get first get off a plane, okay. and all right, let's let's you, like, have your phone off. I guess like this. I think it's fine. <laughs> he jumped out of my car. He jumped out of my car while I was driving. That was the story. So, Billy June, where can people find this entire interview? And how long did it go for? A long time. Um, and I talked about you guys a lot. Oh, oh yeah, I want that. I'll send it to you. He's a nice kid, though. No, he does. Tell yeah, the I, people where to find it. Yeah, it's we're... a lot about therapy and like anxiety and stuff. That's um, that's cool, man. Uh, the Bucked Up podcast with Sam Buck. It's on YouTube and on streaming sites. Bucked Up with that's Sam Buck. Buck. Yes, yeah, your boy, your boy hooked me up with that. Nice guy. Yeah, he, Mark's a great guy, and 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 that guy seems like a good guy too. Um, but, but uh, this is unrelated, Saif, but. I, I just I, and I don't mean to trigger you because sometimes I feel like I could trigger you. Me. But like, so Natalie posts on Twitter a video of what do you say? 
Your girlfriend, Natalie. That's right. Your lady. My my lady, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She posted this little clip on Twitter of her watching me earlier on, on Nick Cannon, okay? Mm-hmm. Today? Yeah. Uh, man, we've known each other for so long from Hot 97 and ESPN. Yo, the one and only Mr. Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> okay, look, tiny clip. I look, uh, you know, I look dressed up nice. She posts it, and she says, My love, Rosenberg Radio, kicking knowledge on Nick Cannon today. Check it out. Nothing but sweet support, right? Mm-hmm. Ebro retweets this and adds to the com- adds a comment to the top. Mm. Was he crying up there at Miss Hatton? What, what does that mean? No one knows. Like, were you crying? No. Why would I be crying? Were you talking about anything upsetting? No. It, it's. Did you cry earlier today on the morning show? No. Hmm. And Ballard just sent it to me. He was like, why would he post this? I don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand. Natalie doesn't Some understand. Cryptic Ebro shit. I don't. I, I think it's just a bad joke. Like I just think it's like he's joking, but it's there's like, no. Was there an inside joke that you guys had earlier about you crying? No, and like he just saw Natalie. He's only met Natalie a couple of times, but he saw her on Sat this past Saturday. Um, I okay. the wrestling okay. wrestling was here, and I got tickets for Laura. Said she wanted to go, so I got Laura and Ricardo tickets. Oh, I want to go. And then um, Ebro's like, oh, I'll go. So I got uh, Issa want is like been like his daughter's been interested a little bit, so he took her. So I got everyone tickets, whatever. So he saw Natalie Saturday, like maybe for the Did second you, or third time. Crying? No, why would I be crying? At rest, I don't know. Maybe like there was something in wrestling where you got, you had the belt and someone took it away from you again no, or something. No, you're, you're trying. I see what you're doing. You're trying to find a line of logic. Yeah. Otherwise, it just sounds, because what it sounds like is just like, and, and maybe he doesn't realize this about social media. I've gotten tight at him before and told him. He leaves comments sometimes that does not realize that how dickish the inflection is. Or he does and doesn't care. Right. He did one on your last video and the Juan Epper. Oh, I, went at him. oh I know. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny that the Juan Epper went at him. Oh, oh, the, the response. Go ahead. Go ahead, Billy June. Let's go ahead and make, make it awkward, Billy June. Turn this thing up a little bit. Go ahead. The podcast. He put up the podcast video of someone who did I did. Beat, I put up the wrote, podcast. Yeah. And Ebro wrote, so glad I invented y'all. Great work. Cypher sends Rosenberg with like three dots or four dots and some one. Hold on. Slow, slow, slow down. You you talk, you talk too fast, Billy June. First story. Cypher barely heard what you said. It was, it was, it was, it was a promo for our podcast. And I, and I said, basically, you know, I chewed at our horn. The first ever hip hop podcast. You saw that. Yes. And I saw his, I saw Ebro's response also. So glad I invented y'all. Is what his response was. Great job. And then the response to that Billy June was what? Didn't you take Sife's job and get him fired? <laughs> Who said that? A one upper. Huh? A one upper. <laughs> and what did he say? Oh, he's he didn't say he didn't anything. <laughs> you have yo send me that picture, yo. Screenshot every. Yo, but- <laughs> you take Sife's job and get him fired. <laughs> oh, shit. but 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 That's but funny. the reason I I say that is like, <laughs> but Sife he 
he doesn't realize the. Does he not realize the tone of his initial comment is likely to get that because you're being right. dickish in your comment? Right. What's the point of that? And like, do, does he think that we that every person who loves Wanep doesn't know that? So like, did I have did I have to give him credit right. in that post? We say all the time. Now, first of all, yes, you one hundred percent introduced us. That's factual. I know the moment I met Peter Rosenberg was because Ebro told me to come to Dennehy's Irish Pub. There you go. Yep. Down the block from Hot 97 where we first met. Did not create one app. Not at all. He said in, the, the term was I invented y'all. I invented Cypher Sounds of Rosenberg? Yes. I invented one app? No. So the, yeah, that was invented by Peter Rosenberg. Thank you. No doubt in any which way about it. Thank you very much. So I didn't even know what a podcast was. So so the question is this. Like, do I have to give you credit in every time I talk about it? Or if I don't, you're just gonna throw out an obnoxious so glad I invented like and so this is what what brings me to what I'm saying is about like today's tweet. He doesn't think about like you're tweeting that at Natalie. How's she supposed to respond? How's my girlfriend who's not a radio host, or right. how she's supposed to respond publicly? Not an entertainer, yeah, yeah. Like she's a photographer. Like why is she? What is she? And also, I don't get what you're saying. So how's she gonna get it? That's why I'm trying to determine. Maybe they talked on Saturday, and and she said, "Oh, he cried." No, there's no no. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like, there's an inside joke they might might have had when you were broadcasting. And he and he and her might have had a little exchange where it's like, oh no, he cried something something, and then as an inside joke back to her on Twitter, he's like, did he was he crying up there? You know, right? It's weird. Okay, I'm I'm asking. Look, man, I hung out with Amber Rose. <laughs> it's a great time. I didn't even get to the good shit. You did, keep going. We didn't get to the good shit. I gotta shit. go. I well, gotta go. Well, you gotta get to the good shit first. Nori says. Hove's coming tomorrow. You're talking about Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar. I said, Nori, I got to be there. I haven't seen Hove in a long time. He's like, of course. It's why I'm telling you. Hove shows up. I mean, he couldn't be more alone. Oh, Dolo. In the most cash... New hove, new hove. This hove is. You never seen this hove before. This hove is a delightful person, a delightful human being. Not that he ever wasn't, but I've always known rap hove, and then gotta kill this corporate world hove. This was like laid back. I made it. Money just makes itself Hove. No, yeah, that's that's a different kind of thing. Hove and Nori talking about Japanese whiskey for 30 minutes, then talking about how Ace of Spades is made, how he found this vineyard or whatever in Champagne, France, and they made, created Ace of Spades. It was, it was bro. Now, now, hold on. I got to ask you something right here. Nori implied on social media mm-hmm. that he was working on getting Hove for Drink Champs. Okay. All I'm saying is... I never heard the ask. Did you, did you hear it come up? 
The times I was sitting there, no. Because I was going to say, it would seem interesting if it came up in front of you to not mention, hey, you remember when you did one at? No. I, I, there was a couple things I had in my mind that I thought was I was going to bring up, that being one of them. The greatest interview you've ever had has been one app. Don't ever even try to deny that. Uh, I don't, it didn't come up when I saw it, but Nori's finesse game is excellente. Excellente, really? I see how we're not winning. I see how we're not. It is an amazing. I wish you could give us more, uh, more understanding. I, I, bro, I'm not even, it's not even nothing secret. Nori just is like such a great, he's just so open and positive and has such a great demeanor and shows love and explains how Drink Champs is one of the only places where old school rappers come and get appreciated. You know what I mean? And then very interested in like this talk of Japanese whiskey and these bottles that they've bought. And then Hove is talking about he bought a bottle on auction that was however many thousands of dollars. And and Nori had a, a $400 shot of some Japanese whiskey the night before. Mind you, hanging out with Amber Rose at this rooftop for eight hours. Then we go get dinner where it's just more drinking but with food. And he got this $400 glass of whatever the Japanese whiskey is. And... Yo, rich people, literally, all they do is the same things 12-year-olds do. They just replace (laughs) baseball cards with watches and champagne. Oh, watch game is heavy. Oh, my God. That gumbo guy, the gumbo weed guy, his watch game was ridiculous. I I can't. Ridiculous. And the thing about Nori, this is what I fucking love, Nori, man. Everyone that works at drink camps, drink champs is just Nori's friend. Yeah. And it started off where they had this whole film crew that was from Revolt or whatever it was. And Nori just taught all his guys and made his guys learn to work, work the audio, work the video, work the whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now drink champs is just Nori's boy. So there was like, uh, you know, really the, the guys, two of the guys who do smoke champs. One of them's Nori's. I think he's Nori's nephew. His name is really. This other guy, Mike Booth, uh, Sonny, this guy, Sonny, that works with Nori. I, Ross, is the guy, the camera guy. All of them Rolexed out. All of them. Oh, yeah. And it's not that Nori buys them Rolexes. Nori has given them careers in order for them to afford Rolexes. Yep. It's amazing, bro. I would be the same way. I just need the fucking initial $12 million and then I'm and then I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. If you could get just above 12, it. just a quick 12. Whatever the number is, bro. I give it away now. So a million, two million, whatever. I'm never going alone. You flying with me. Let's go. You know what I mean? But, bro, the 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 conversation with Hove was like the most, it was enlightening, but in like I, a relax. First of all, he went at me right away. Like that hasn't stopped. Him and Nori are sitting in the restaurant. I walk in, Jamal and the, and the, the drink, the smoke champ guys. I go say what's up to him. He shows love right away. I'm standing by the chair. He goes, why you look so uncomfortable? Have a seat. And I go, why do you have to start with me right away? I'm not uncomfortable. He goes, oh, you look uncomfortable. <laughs> 
You look like a dude. Then I'm telling a story. And the stories, I got I'm a little passionate about the story. And I, my hand was moving towards him a little bit. Eh, you know, a little gesture. Mm-hmm. He goes, yo, why, don't point at me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with him, bro? I go, yo, what, why are you always fucking with me, man? Why are you always <laughs> fucking with me since day one, since 97? And he goes, ah, it's fun. <laughs> I wonder why that is, though, because he does always like to fuck with you. Bro. Always fucks with me, and, and it's not, and it's 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 specific. It's not generic. Like I've had uh, nowhere near you, but I've had my share of conversations and run-ins with him. He doesn't fuck with me. He's no, he, he's no, friendly he's and he talks, and he's he's yeah. he's he knows he knows what kind of things to talk about with me. He knows what right, I'm in. Right. He knows people, yeah, but he, he doesn't. People. But he doesn't fuck with me. With you, he knows to goof on you. Like it's it's, so it's go, very endearing, bro. I go, he goes, um, he goes, he, there's like a table, there's a, th- a little thing on the table, it's like a, a little dish of olives, a little dish of mixed nuts, and a little dish of something else, whatever it was. And he's eating the mixed nuts, and then he goes to the waitress, hey, can, do you have just almonds? Can I have just some almonds? And she's like, yeah, of course. And she goes, gets, she brings back the huge, the biggest, fullest plate of almonds. And I say to him, I say, I said, Hove, let me ask you a question. Because you're an aware, you're, you're aware of what's going on. You're not one of these aloof rich guys. You're aware. It's weird that she brought you so much almonds, right? And he goes, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Because, like, just bring the same cup that the mixed almonds are in. I mean, the mixed nuts are in, but just of almonds. If you have that, right. She brought him the Costco plate of almonds, like, and I was like, nobody wants that many almonds. He goes, I'm not gonna eat all these almonds. But she had to because it's hove. Because it's hove. And like the people walking by, we were like kind of like in the cut, but it was still a, a place where some people had to walk by. And when they see him, the fucking faces like light up. It's it's interesting, man. Well it's interesting. He's a different, he's a different level. Different level. I gotta tell but you, like, man, this. This trip sounds like a, a lot of fun, man. Is no that this trip? I mean, really sounds like a good time, bro. And then and then I had to leave the whole time. Let me ask you this: I gotta go, but let me ask you this. Yeah, I would have loved when to have I, come. Is that when I first saw him? Shut up. That's when not I first what, okay. saw him. I go, what's up, ho? We're talking da 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 da. And he goes, what's up? I go, nah, you know, I'm talking about comedy. Yo, he said the nicest thing. He goes, bro, you're a renaissance man. You're a renaissance man. He goes, the, the different shit you do and how you approach it is fucking amazing. That shit warmed my heart. Then he goes, when because I describe comedy, you as yeah. just a psychopath, and he psycho, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. finds it he finds it much. No, you better. Call, you call me a, a um, uh, what's the radio personality? Uh, disgrace. Disgrace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes, when's the next time you're doing a show? I go, oh, I actually have shows tonight in L.A. Okay. Mind you, Rosenberg. I used to go to L.A. all the time for different reasons, TV shows or whatever, whatever. Never did any comedy out there. I didn't know who the people were. Right. I put up an Instagram that I was in L.A., not asking for shows, and the DMs started coming in, bro. Wow. Everybody asking me to do shows. Oh, this is why you're going to move to L.A. Keep going. Bro, the the tides have turned. Cypher Sounds a Comedian is out here. You're feeling feeling a tide turning. The tide is turning. You're feeling a tide turning. People begging, not begging, but asking me to do their shows. Okay. There. Uh, this is and exciting. The tide is turning. The tide is, the tide turning. is okay. turning. Okay. So Hove goes, when's your next show? I go, oh, I'm actually doing a show tonight. 
eight o'clock. And this is like we're at, I'm at this is like five thirty when he asked me that. And throughout the conversation, he keeps kind of poking at me with comedy. How does this work? Or when do you do this? We talked about T.I. doing comedy, right? Blah, blah, blah. What's your first joke you're going to do tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in L.A. I'll probably start with my Puerto Rican shit so I can, like, fuck with the Mexicans. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's 8 o'clock. My show, the, the show starts at 8. I'm not on at 8, but the show starts at 8. It's a half an hour away. I felt like not leaving. Of course you didn't. But you had to because he told him you had a did show. I, did I have to leave? Yes, because well, you told him you had a show. So now if you just I stay to hang out, stayed. now if you just stay to hang out, you're re- straight groupie. You, that's what you would have been. Straight groupie, right? If I would have canceled a show. To hang out? You think Hove would cancel a show to hang out with you? No. That's, so you made the right decision. I assume you left. I left. Damn right I you did. I went and did three shows. I got a text Jamal- at 2.30 in the morning saying, Sipe sounds just fucking crushed. Who, your, your guy Sam? Yeah. Bro, I went and did this show. This, this is the third Sam. show of the night. A weird, weird show in a fucking, wherever the fuck it was. And then T.I.'s like, where you at? Where you at? Because I was supposed to do this other show where T.I. was going to be. But I was on the early show. He was on the late one. T.I.'s doing comedy? You haven't seen this? No. It's all over the internet, bro. What internet? Not me. The internet, Black Twitter. So Ti doing comedies on Black Twitter. Ti does stand up. Since when? Six weeks. He's going for it. He's in it. I I've been talking to him. I've talked to Ti the most in the last couple of weeks than I've ever had in my life. And me and Ti are very cool, but I've been calling him every other day. Well, how was the set last night? What'd you do? What's good? How was this? So he tried, He's like, yo, I. I'm coming to see you, but he, we were on different shows, but the same club. I missed him. So he's like, where you at? I'm like, I'm off to this other spot. He's like, I'm coming. Pulled up. Goons, everything. I say, yo, you want to get on? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay right there. Not talking to you. But if you got second titties, you don't need to go and get no operation. You don't need to get no surgery. You just need to get a nigga with I don't understand what he's saying exactly there, but his inflection sounds like someone who's doing comedy. I mean, that guy has the gift of gab, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I was telling him. Like, you're lucky you don't, you're not scared of the stage and you know how to talk. Now you just got to put the funny in it, you know? Let's hear how this sounds. Hold on. What the fuck is he gonna do now? Looking like you waiting on me to throw out a big word, arbitrary. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, right? As the ambassador of big words, which is what you've obviously nominated me to be, and I accept. Throughout the set, if you hear a word that you don't know the definition to, raise your hand and I'll give you the definition expeditiously okay he's really doing stand-up okay so ti pulls up comes through they say hey can you bring him up i said yeah of course um i mean i've already went on i already did my thing two comics have gone on after me can you bring him up yeah so i go back on stage i bring him up he does his thing afterwards we're talking about the set as fucking fun as it's a fun weekend bro fun fucking weekend 
I'm very happy for you. It's I'm a- glad. I'm glad you told me I should have left. You no, you did. You made the. I would have, and I would have, and I would have struggled with the same thing because, like, particularly Hove more than anyone, even though you've known him for a long time since years ago, all of that. It's still, it still was the right thing to do. I would have. Lo- he would have known. Of all people, he would have called you out and been like, "I thought because you had a we show." Talked about it so much throughout the night. He would have been like, "This nigga's a groupie, yo." I, 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 I have to admit, I'm jealous. I would like to have a run in with Hove. I haven't had a run in with Hove in a very long time. Bro, I haven't had one like that ever. That was no, no, I can't say ever. I've never, I've never work, had that. When I used to work at Forty Forty, we've had conversations like that. But this was a, but he was always on the move. You know what I mean? The relax with the with the whiskey. Ah, oh, it was a, it was a night. It was a night, bro. It was a night. Then how about this? The way he's sitting on the on the in the booth, I'm like, damn, I want to get a picture with Hove. I haven't had a I haven't had a picture with Hove with hair ever. You know what I mean? All my pictures with Hove are old because he got the bald head. You know what I mean? And I gotta leave, and everybody's still in the full conversation. I'm just the one leaving, and I didn't want to be like, yo, can I get a picture? You can't and then, like go behind them in the you, booth you and can't. like bend over. No, please say you, you know didn't I mean? do that. I didn't. And then Nori got all the pictures and shit. See that? See that's interesting, because I would not have asked for a picture no matter what. No, at the end when you're leaving, you nah, guys. Have I that wouldn't. End. I would Nori. Nori. A Nori's like an artist also, so it's like more acceptable. Yeah. And also, Nori doesn't feel awkward about anything. I just right. it would make me feel like he's gonna think this is lame. I don't want to be lame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ask for, I, I honest, I notoriously don't ask, unless you are like, I'll ask, like, for example, there were, the, there were these um two Olympians at WWE who showed up to a thing to do something and they had, they just won gold medals. They're taking pictures with everyone on earth. And I don't they're even, on their picture, they're on their picture run. Exactly. And I don't really care who they are. I just think it'll be cool to, they just both won the gold medal. It's a neat little thing. I don't care. Yeah. But like. When I'm having a great conversation with someone really cool and I, the proof of it would make, oh, I'd get so many fucking likes. I just don't think it's worth it. I know, but then, but then, but people like Nori and then people like Will Sylvans who made me take that picture with Kanye, which I'm now happy I have, but I was like, nah, 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 I don't want to bother him. And Will was like, no, no, take the picture. Like, they don't have that thing. I know. I, I, I've accepted that I have it. And I passed up I on a lot it. of good pictures. I have it. It's just it's 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 odd. Um, all right, I so long. I, I hope I have the best trip ever to L.A. and I'm not going to fucking tell you anything. Oh, tell me. Come on. It's not going to be that good. You're going to hang out with Amber Rose. I'm not even going to hang out with Amber Rose. She's out of town. Oh, so oh I, she's I know where she is. Exactly. So I, I can't even. <laughs> I know exactly where she's going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to even even have that. I got nothing to beat you with. Nah, well, I'll hook you up, man. What about what, Billy? What about your friend Sam? No, I'm no, I don't, I don't need to. Billy, go, no, Billy, Billy, hook up Rosemar with your friend Sam. Yo, Sam, Sam goes to me, uh, or somebody goes, no, ask him. Just ask somebody else. Ask me. Hey, do you know Dan Robinson? Who? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I thought you meant the other Sam, the podcast guy. No, that, Sam from LA. Kid. That guy, Sam, he was like my little, I was his mentor at work. Oh, wow. That's special. 
And by the way, to the 40 people who quit Patreon, I just want to say, go fuck yourself. You have to make play this game with us every single month. Like, by the way, I just want to be clear. It's incredibly generous that anyone play, pays for Patreon. It's so fucking generous, like I truly is. And at the same time, if you do it and then quit, I think you're a cheap piece of shit. Since the Mona video, you've been tracking me down, trying to figure out how I look in person now. Baby, forget looks. Tell me, can you roll with crooks? Or three hot niggas rising in the... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 